Welcome to Shoot the Messengers with Chuck and Red. Straight talk with no filters. Where no topic is too sensitive. If you like your shots with no chasers, this is the podcast for you. Was the money good? Was the bitches bad? Was they fucking good? Did your hood show you love? Did the hoes say you fly? If your friends say you loyal, throw your worldies in the sky for the trellis. Oh boy, first of all, we had a really exciting weekend. We had a lot of great events. Okay, so let's recap Awesome Weekend. So Awesome Weekend started on Friday. No Friday. Yeah, it started on Friday. Started on Friday. I came, I took all y'all niggas' money. Dead. Like, ugh, I take how much money you win? How much money did I win? I had a I had a four thousand percent increase. A four thousand percent. So how much you win, nigga? Shit, nigga, a four thousand percent increase. Fuck with me. Four thousand. Came in with a dollar. Came in with zero. Left out with forty. Fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, let me say something crazy. So, Reds, he had came, and I guess his light skin mojo like didn't work. No, he normally wins when it rains. When it rains, yeah. Well, nigga, it didn't rain. It was ice cold. You feel me? Founders Day coming up. Shout out to the bros. <laughs> you about to get fired. <laughs> so listen. So when I got there. Boom. I was like, win, win, win it. And he was begging, begging, begging. I was, I'm going to start calling that nigga Keith Sweat. Begging. Like, like, throw me, throw me this. Boom, boom, boom. So I said, I said, this is, this is where great business people. Mm. This is when you could be a great business person. I said, all right, I'm going to throw you $10. No, no. No, you threw him a dollar. I threw him a dollar. I threw him two 50 cent pieces. So I'm going to throw you a dollar. Because the blinds, it was 25 and 50. So yeah. I, that was nigga two hands. I said, okay, I'm gonna throw you a dollar. I said, that ain't two hands, nigga. That is two hands. You threw him a dollar? Okay, yeah, yeah. I threw him a dollar, 50 cents, yeah. yeah. So Uh I'm like, okay. I said, I need half of all your winnings. And he was like, cool. She was coming for both people. That nigga, so really, really, that puts me at the advantage. Right. Because I'm looking at his hand, I'm looking at my hand, I'm looking at the board, I'm like, shit. If I win, I win. If you win, I win. Right. Fold. Hmm. Let him play. Right. Or if he's like, nah, fold, I'm like, hmm. So really, I was at the advantage, but that nigga came up. He did come up and then lost it, though. Right. Seeing no one to stop. That's the problem. Niggas don't know when to stop. But I could have been like, yo, Cash out, like cash out now, or right. like give me half of that, and then you good to go. <laughs> you keep going, right? Because I then I would have took my half, right? Um, but you know, I'm all about letting people, you know, have a good time. I just want to shout you out, like it was such a good time. It was a lot and of people. Everybody, it was a lot of people, right. and everybody pointed that out. They were like, "Yo, like it was like such a good time." So yeah, yeah well, it's getting bigger and bigger, yeah, bigger and bigger. It was almost. Was it 16 people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was no, two it tables. Was more than 16 people. It was people. two full tables. It was two full, t- full, full, two full tables, but it was people that were not on the table. Right, yeah, waiting. Yeah, right. so you had at least yeah. 20, 22 people. Yeah, that was good. 
Nice. Yeah. And then Friendsgiving, I'm super excited because it's the Friendsgiving season. Mm-hmm. And that was a good spin on the Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving yeah. That was. I don't want to give everybody ideas, though. What? It was a good Friendsgiving. It was a good Friendsgiving. I ain't going to say what, the, the, what it was because it was not the traditional Friendsgiving. It was not the traditional, so. but it was still a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was still a lot of fun. So, yeah. So, this weekend was definitely busy. 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 Yes, Shit. and I showed up to poker late because I had another event before. Yeah. Nice pro beige out. Yes, new beta that came out. That was that was a good little show. No, it was it is that see it's that time of the year. I love this time of the year. I don't because it's cold as fuck. Well, I don't like it being this cold, but I like this time of the year because it's about like celebrating like mm-hmm. friends and family and like being together. It's and, a lot of holidays back to back, I think. Um usage, I think. And a lot of people are traveling like that around the time. Because normally, like, summertime, you know, you have a lot of breaks, but then you got to worry about, like, people traveling, you yes, know, everybody's yes, calendar. But, like, yes. when it gets kind of cold, people kind of slow down. People slow down. So, that was, this was really good, though. Yes. But it's also real hard to plan stuff, because then you always have competing dates where people are doing stuff. So, you got to right. right But I think, like I think that, like, this year, we got the dates out, like, in Early. a good enough time. Yeah. So, I mean, the only person that... We didn't get the dates out if enough time is wedding, yeah, but you know, because you that's like six months in advance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care how advanced it is, <laughs> but wedding is always busy, so it, it is what it is. That baby is booked. That baby stays booked. Yeah, so it was it was fun. Um, so yeah, so here we are. It's it is cold. Yeah, because this is definitely ashy season too. Oh my god, ashy. I just was thinking about that. Yo, my feet was hella ashy. Cause you don't wear socks. I don't wear socks. Nigga, you don't wear socks on winter. I don't wear socks. But how about this one kid came to me? It was like, hey, I need to talk to you. And I was like, okay, is everything okay? I've been now. This girl's like, here. Oh shit. And had me goddamn lotion. I said, ooh, I forgot him. She was like, I don't want to see her feet like that ever again. I was like, you being disrespectful. <laughs> Go to your class. Right. But then, like, I had a, I was like, good looking. Good looking. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, so we got a lot of shit we want to talk about. Right, today, but speaking yeah. of good looking out, let's talk about um, the NFL in Atlanta. Okay, okay. Looking out for uh, Colin. That's what we calling it. Not saying I'm not disagreeing or disagreeing, but that's what we call it. I'm saying I'm using looking out as like a segue into this mm-hmm. conversation. Okay. Um, so I, I want to get more information on who actually set it up. Right. A lot of people was trying to get credit like, to Jay now. I hate niggas. Jay didn't set that up. Hey, am I saying he did Who it said did? Jay set it up? A lot of people are speculating over it. Really? Yeah. And saying Jay? Yeah, that Jay had influence over it. Mm. That's a good question, though. Who who really initiated it? Why out of the blue? Was it he hasn't played since 2016? Mm-hmm. So almost three seasons. Well, because he got the settlement, right? So I think like I don't think he was gonna play while he was, while in, he yeah, was in the yeah, middle yeah, of that. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so how do you think he's gonna perform though? That's three years. I mean, he he's fresh. He's well, been he's, working out. But he's been working out. Yeah. So like that's the other so. thing. He's not old either. I don't know. Right, it's not like he's like 38. All I know is that Michael Vick got back into the league after being in jail, my nigga. How long was he in jail? Not eight years. It was three like 18 years? months or something 18 like months. that? Okay. Yeah, I thought it was like three years or something like that. So in yeah, jail. Right. Full ass jail. Like, no. Yeah, that's a whole different subject right there. Though. I know, because you're a Falcons fan. 
Well, we're, we're, we stink right now. But I'm, I'm like honorary um, Ravens fan too, though. Whole oh, time, yeah. Any anybody that fucking gets the Patriots, <laughs> I'm fucking bandwagon like a bitch. I spent four years in uh, Baltimore, so we get past though. Yeah, you you're a fan like cool. I'm like the fan that's like I'm the fan of any team that beats the Patriots. Like fuck them. But yeah. Okay. Oh. So, you have Colin, and he's doing this workout. It, it's in Atlanta, but it's not for Atlanta. No, it's for all the teams. It's for all the teams. Yeah. And he's going to make himself available for interviews. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to take – they're also anybody that can't make it, they're going to um, make the, the film and the interviews available. So, is it going to just be him, though? That's kind of like – ooh, that's a lot of pressure. What do you mean? Is it just him just trying? I mean, that's doing his workout. Yeah. Oh man, th- that's like a just, whole it's lot. It's just like like when you um when you're trying to get drafted, you come work out for teams. Yeah, but you're normally not the only person that's trying to get drafted or working out with them. Though, so. No, like if you're like on draft oh, like, day, like you can get a workout. Like go, oh, go out yeah, and yeah, like the parents can be like, but, hey, come do a workout. For Eighteen. Hmm? Not for all thirty-two teams. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot though. It's gonna be. I think he can. I think he can do it. I think he can raise rise above it. The pressure, man. But the thing is, is like he he was a better quarterback. <clears throat> East team has three quarterbacks. You got your starter, starting quarterback, your backup quarterback, and the third string quarterback. Yeah. What a shit. That nigga was good enough to be somebody's third string quarterback. No, he's good enough to be somebody's starter. Like, come on. Yeah, it's like, at least five teams that he can, come on. He right, you know what I'm saying? Right so that's what it means. That's what it's like to be yeah. black, my nigga. You gotta so. deal with that. Speaking of um, speaking of performing for a team, you heard about Kawhi Leonard and the rule, the NBA, the the new rule, the new rest rule that they have. No, you was telling me about this before okay. we started recording. So I'm so. asking, I'm asking about how you feel as a person, as a sports fan. Mm-hmm. So Kawhi is injured, okay, because he. Got injured and then he's better, but they're like rehabbing him, mm-hmm. and so in the process of rehab, like he's playing and rehabbing. So basically, he doesn't play. If they play back to back games, he rests one of the games. Got you. Well, this nigga rested on his on the game that was the nationally televised game, mm-hmm. and so there's been a lot of feedback and critique about, bro, like why would you rest on the nationally televised right, game? right when people won't watch you and yeah, shit like that? Like, yeah. So, but were, were these back-to-back games against the same people? I mean, it's still early in the no, season. No, they don't play so, back. It's not like baseball. Yeah, so it's still early in the season anyway to, you know, be like, okay, we need to get all these wins right now kind of thing. I mean, yeah. So. I just thought about it, like, as a sports fan, like, I would be I, 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 I would be pissed if I'm like, right. dude, like, Kawhi, but like, your MVP. You're going to be upset regardless, though, I, I feel like, if – you paid to go see him. Well, that was what they said. So, regardless so that, of televised or not, so, I, I mean, I'm really worried about the people who are actually paying to go to the games themselves, and they expecting to see Kawhi. Yeah, him play, and he's not playing. Yeah. And I, I will feel some type of way. Well, that's he, what Doc Rivers said. Like, you know, it sucks for the fans to come to see him play. Mm-hmm. Um, but you gotta think about the, the athletes' health, though. The, always the yeah. athletes' health. Speaking of, at, keep going. What no, no, no. I was, I was gonna ask because again, I don't really follow basketball. Well, I, I love basketball. basketball so, about how many games do they play a week? Is a it week? It's, yeah. it's eighty-two games in a season. Right. So, how long is the season though? 
from now until the summer to June. Okay, so is that like a game a week? They can play a couple of games a week. Yeah, that's a lot, though, honestly. That is a lot of ground, ground and pound on anybody's body. I don't care how yes. good shape you in. And, and it's also, it's not the just... The court don't give up. Right, and it's not just that. Is you play tonight, and then you fly... Right. You, you fly to Denver, and then, like, two days later, you got a game, like... It's not just the plan. Like you, you're still you're playing. Traveling. You're still traveling, and you're still practicing. Right. Like you don't, you just don't like. There's oh, no we're break. playing, There's and no like break. that's yeah. it. Because so. like, like even in the NFL, like you know, you like during the season, they like half the time they're never practicing with pads on. You know what I mean? It's like they practice all season with pads, or well, preseason they, they pad up, and then they may dress up like once a week. Yeah. But outside of that, they expecting you know how to tackle. Yeah. You're a pro. You need to be able to know how to tackle right. and. So, maybe basketball needs to revamp that, though. Like, do they need to have so many games, but then they're messing up their own money like that because that means less That's games. The they talked about that. They talked about that. It, it's always a money thing. It's, everything comes down to everything comes down to money. Um, but speaking of sports and this thing of sports, I'm super excited about the new rule that they said for uh, NCAA, for college students, that they could profit off of their likeness yeah, and, the, their yeah, and their name. Yes. That's fucking lit. Because I know, at first you couldn't gamble on college basketball, I thought, and now you can. No, you you could always, always gamble. gamble? Yeah, okay. Particularly in Vegas. You can gamble on anything. You can motherfucking gamble on anything. But yes. But how are they going to do that, though? Like, how are they going to cut that check to them? What do you mean? Off the lightness. I'm just curious, though. NCAA? Like, yeah. In, like, NCAA football? Right. College football? No, I'm talking about like how how they gonna pay it? How they gonna pay it out? Is like based off of jersey sales, like off the game. Out. That's what I mean. Because I mean, technically, means almost every player that's in the, in the game should be getting checked in. So, I mean, I guess they do it for football, or do they? I don't, they, I don't know how it works. They they figured out a way to do it for professional athletes, and so they could certainly figure out a way to do it for college oh. players. And I would and I would even say that if you think about if you think about this. There is no NFL football stadium that is as big as the the football stadiums that these college kids right. play in. Like UT's football stadium seats a hundred thousand people. There's no the Ravens don't, and it's filled up every Saturday. Right. But so this, this is a, this is the thing though. So but and they play the same amount of home games. No, they play right. So I guess the question is: Do football? Do college? Athletes have the same type of notoriety or identity as professional. Like, do people? Because I've never really been a, a huge. I've never been really a college sports fan. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. so do people really go out and say, uh, except for your big, big athletes? Mm-hmm. Like, because one, the longevity of college. I mean, you may play four years. Yeah. You know, especially you're richer than you. I mean, you might play four years. But do people actually go out to see a particular person unless they're like just? Performing, mm-hmm. or is it more so? Oh, I'm a fan of this Alabama, team, yeah. right? And I go to see Alabama. I don't necessarily go see so and so from Alabama unless he like high and running for the Heisman Trophy, right. or you know he's so, just been balling. But I think that's with all teams, right? Because in in um, professional sports, teams uh, players move right, move a ton too, and people people move fans like that too. Yeah. Right? I mean. But I think I think in college is more rooted in like I'm a fan of this college right, team. Right, right. 
Uh, but like I said, they figured out a way to to do that. When LeBron played for Cleveland, they figured out a way in Cleveland to make money off of him. Yeah. When he moved to Miami, they figured out a way. Absolutely. When he moved back to Cleveland, they figured they figured out a way right. again after burning this shit. And then when he moved to LA, they always figure out ways. Um, but just but that's because people are LeBron fans, though. That I think that's the the, the correct. Major and Delta. when I go, and when I go, I want to see the LeBron play. <laughs> like I'll take uh, Jalen Hurt. So the quarterback for Alabama three years ago mm-hmm. when he won the Heisman. Yeah. Yeah, now people are going to go see him because he's, you know. Correct. But you don't hear people talking about him now because yeah. he's not in Alabama. He's, I think, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Cool. But they're talking about Ty from Alabama. Alabama. Right. Cool. I mean, they talk about Jalen because he's doing well in Oklahoma. But it's like, okay, cool. You, they'll make a. I, yeah. I, I just forgot. Yeah, there's a will, there's, well, a, there's way. a will, there's a way. Yeah. I just think that's an awesome ruling. I think so, too. Because I'm like, niggas work too hard. Too hard. And it's nothing like being a college athlete. Yeah. To keep up with that schedule. That's why I didn't play sports in college. To keep yeah, up absolutely. with that schedule and be keep up with the requirements yeah. for you yeah. to be a student. Um, nah, nah, bro. Yeah, nah. Yeah. That's why I didn't run track in college. That's the main reason. Oh, no. It's crazy. Like, they would get up so early in the morning. I'm good. And I'm a morning person, but nah, I'm not doing that. Okay. Well, what are we talking about today? So, um, one of my friends did ping me. Um, uh-huh. I love how you say ping, too. Like, where did you get that from? That's just, like, they ping me. Like, when you phone, ping. Yeah, it's just a ping. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, um, she had an excellent question what, about... What, what was the question? Um... What is marriage material? Hmm. Oh, that's good. What is marriage material? So that's the topic? That's the topic. Topic. So what is marriage material? All right, here we go. Okay, so the topic for today, we're talking about what is marriage Marriage material. So I think that before we really get into marriage material, I would just like to say this. There are people out there that are never going to be married. Um... And this is still a conversation that you can have. Absolutely. What is a good life partner? Right. What should you look for in a good life exactly. partner? Exactly. I think that's better. I think what what is life partner material? Life partner material. You know, whether or not you choose to get married or not, because a lot of people have chosen not to get married just because they don't want to have that necessary that financial tie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily think it's because they're, they're, they're thinking the worst. I think a lot of people think that. A lot of people think, oh, if I ask you to sign a prenup, Oh, I'm glad you brought that you up. Know, I'm, I'm thinking that I'm thinking the worst. And the thing is, though, a lot of people—not so many black people—but a lot of people do come into a situation where they may inherit stuff from mm-hmm. their parents, other family members um, that they want to protect. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it could be part of their parents' legacy that they want to um, not even risk having to split that with somebody who has nothing to do. I didn't earn it, so why mm-hmm. am I going to split something that I didn't even earn? You know, I can understand if I, you helped me build this and then, you know, you should be entitled to, you know, a portion of that, but this was given to me. So why do you, sh- why should you deserve to get a, a portion of that? That's so, a good, I want to just stay right there. Um, let's do that. Prenups. Yeah. How do you feel about them? How do you feel about them? Uh, like, how do you feel about prenups? I don't have a problem with prenups. Uh-huh. Um, but again, I go back to why are you getting a prenup? 
Uh-huh. Like, if you came in with nothing, then uh-huh. I don't really see the need for a prenup, honestly. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. I mean, if you literally built everything with that person, uh-huh. then uh, I'll say, you know, just split it. But then again, I'm not like uh, a nigga from Amazon that just got divorced not too long ago and ended up having to give her like billions of dollars kind uh-huh. of thing. But again, she was there when that nigga didn't have nothing. Right. So. And she entitled to that. Yes. And so this is another thing that I have about <laughs> is that uh, okay? Are we both building? Like, uh-huh. were you doing your thing? I was doing my thing, uh-huh. and we just so happened to live together. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's get real. When you say building, you mean like shit? Like I was trying, I was out here trying to get in. You was you out here trying, trying to get, get it, too. like, but we was Boom. both under the same right house. So, but I, I got like my old dentist. I give you a good example uh-huh. was when he was in dentistry school or whatever. His wife held him down. Like, so he wasn't working, he was doing school. Right. They was married. She was paying auto rent. She was a programmer and stuff like uh-huh. that. So she was doing that as he was building himself up and to the point where she didn't have to work no more. He owns a whole the whole um office buildings, his dentist office, everybody else's office building that's attached to his. Uh-huh. So she doesn't have to work anymore. Uh-huh. So I do think that if they got divorced, uh-huh. um, God forbid. That yeah, she should be entitled to something because ultimately she literally held him down when he didn't when he didn't have to worry about that portion of it. Uh-huh. Versus you was working, I was working, I was working a first-time job, and I got all of this. Now I don't want to say on my own. Yes, she was with me. Uh-huh. Yes, you probably was emotionally support. Yeah, you can do it, baby, rubbing my back when I don't think uh-huh. I'm gonna make it. Uh-huh. But I think like if you're doing well. Uh-huh. And I'm doing well. Then let's just like, <laughs> if we're gonna split, you continue doing well by yourself, kind of thing. I don't necessarily think you should be, you know. You don't think you should then throw everything into the pot and say divide it by two. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't at all. Um, That's why they have judges because you gotta. I mean, you really, you really, well, I don't want to say that because I feel like because well. I feel like I feel like a lot of times it is definitely swayed towards um, women profiting more from the divorce. Honestly, um, not to say I've never heard of situations wherein um, the woman makes more money and she ends up having to compensate for. Um, making more money, but it's been very extreme. Like where the husband was, like on disability kind of thing. Like he can't, he's not even working kind of thing. So, um, or the or the wife is like a famous person, right? Because that right. happened Britney to Halle Spears. Berry. Yeah, and, and, and yes, like yes, and so, Britney Spears. It's like, well, you're worth a hundred million. Right. And he was a dancer. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think if both people are doing doing their thing, I think that just the 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 thing to do is. Let's, let's go your separate ways. Yeah, just go our separate ways. If you're able to support yourself, you may not be able to maintain the same lifestyle. I wouldn't be able to maintain the same lifestyle if I split. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just I could, but I'd be struggling. Mm-hmm. And likewise, so we just can't live the same lifestyle no more. If we decide that we're not going to be together no more, you can't live the same lifestyle. There's not two incomes coming yes. in anymore. So something's going to change. You want to downgrade your house and shit like that. Just bite the bullet. So, um, that was. That was good. I forgot what I was going to say. It'll come back to you. Um, around, it, it has something to do with like the splitting, the splitting mm-hmm. thing. Um, but I want to come back to the prenup. So if, so, oh, yes. A lot of people, 
are under the auspicious that a prenup indicates that you are like going into this union um, with the belief that it may not work out. I can definitely see that, uh-huh. but I don't necessarily think that's always the case. Uh huh. And so, again, I think that you just literally have to protect yourself because I think I, I would hope that anybody who gets married is getting married with the intent of staying together forever. Correct. But like they said, there's no wrath worse than a warmer scorn, I uh-huh. think it's called. So you just don't know. Play us fuck up. Uh-huh. Clearly, happens a lot. <laughs> and so, I don't know how you want to take us breaking up for whatever reason. Maybe mm-hmm. I, maybe the person doesn't even cheat. They just fall out of love. Mm. And they're just like, you know what? So, let's, I also want to talk about that. You're bringing up a lot of good things that I want to unpack. Let's unpack them. So, yeah, I, I get that. My, my philosophy on that is nobody gets car insurance hoping Hopefully that they, they crash. crash. Right? So I, I sort of kind of use that use mm-hmm. that analogy. I'm like, it's a perfect analogy. It's like nobody gets car insurance because they they hoping to crash yeah. their car. But in the event, like the day that it happens, you're like, ooh, I'm so glad well, I pay that premium part. every month, right? Or every I'm, six months. I'm or glad I got full coverage, I'm like, right? So no, I mm-hmm. I totally I totally get that. I think what's weird to me mm-hmm. is when people have clauses in their prenups, mm. like. If we divorce before ten years, you're entitled to nothing. Right. If you have one, like, uh, if you have one of my kids, you can get this much. I think that's that is crazy. crazy to me. I'm like, either we're gonna be together, right? And we're gonna work, 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 and you're gonna love it. And if we don't, if we're not together, then cool, you're gonna get this. I'm gonna get this. But all these clauses, I feel like that's exactly what right. happened with Katie Holmes and Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. As soon as she hit the clause, boom. Divorce. So, yeah, that, that's that's crazy um, to have a clause as far as a duration of time. Yeah. Because, um, you know, if I know that I'm going to get $10 million, oh, I'm, I'm going to ride that. I'm going to ride that. I'm going to ride that horse until. I have no problems. Right, exactly. The next 20 years. But I can, I can see if, like, because some people are definitely like, oh, I don't want my wife to work. Mm-hmm. I make this much money. You don't need to work. I just want you to have my kids kind uh-huh. of thing. And so... If that's what you guys agree on or whatever, I mean, there is a lot of lost time can between. You ch- change your mind though. Absolutely, I'm assuming you can, but I mean, just as like, you can always change your mind. Well, you talking about as far as a prenup or as far as saying, "Oh, I don't want you to work." Yeah, yeah, but I think if you come, you if you go into that, you tell this person, "Oh, you don't have to work, don't work," kind of thing. Your degree loses value after if you don't work. You you lose. I mean, if you're in technology, I can only imagine if I just took a hiatus for five years, saying I, if I was a woman or a man, men can take off work. We have a kid. I say I'm going to take off. I'm going to raise these kids until uh-huh. go, they go to kindergarten. Me trying to go back into the industry, I'm behind the curve now. Even if I do get hired, that's money I I haven't earned. Uh-huh. So my salary is basically either less than what I, I left off with, but it's nowhere where I was going to possibly make it if I continue working for the last five years. Right. So if I we get divorced after that, should I comp- should I be compensated for that? Your career kept flourishing as we were taking care of your kids. So 
Again, that's if we agree on it. Like, if you decided that you was going to stop, and I'm like, nah, I kept telling her to work. <laughs> and she kept saying no. I said go to work. I can't make her work. Yeah. But, you know, we had this discussion that I think you should continue working. I think just when you when we talk about life partnerships and marriage, that is, I always think about the, um, the prenup, the mm-hmm. prenuptial agreement. Like, what do people agree upon to make in order to make um, that happen? I... I think, mm, I don't know. I just think, like, I think the house is probably, like, one of the biggest assets that mm-hmm. people um, tend to fight over. Sell that hoe and just split it, honestly. Split but it's part. like, what do you do in the meantime? Or buy somebody out or buy the person out. Yeah, what do you do in the meantime? As far as? Like, if you sell it. If you're like, okay, let's just sell the house. Mm-hmm. Somebody move out. Ooh. I don't like moving. You gonna I, have to move regardless. I, I mean, or, or you buy the person out, or somebody buy the other person out. Yeah, but I I don't know. It's just gotta you gotta know who you marry. And honestly, it just hopefully that that same person is the same person, even when things get ugly. So that's a good point because I that's a good point that you bring up because I actually believe over the course of a relationship you should not be with the person that you met ten years ago. This is true. Yeah, I mean, like we talked about it before. We talk about people, you change every seven years, apparently. That's is that what, it? Yeah, that's what studies show. Uh-huh. Every seven years, a person changes. But I don't think that morals themselves, uh-huh. if you're a caring person and you're not yeah. vindictive, I hopefully that doesn't change every seven years. Like you made me a better bitch. Right. I hope that doesn't change. So um, if you're a loving person, thoughtful person, hopefully... You know, you know, maybe your personality may change. Like you were quiet, and now, now you come out of your shell. Yes, and then you might go back in time and revert. You know, mm-hmm. those things change. I think, but I just think like once you get past that onion, mm-hmm. the that, core, the core is still the core of that person. I, I, I would hope. You know, so that does. That's a beautiful segue back to this conversation. It's like what what makes a person an ideal life partner. So one of the things that you talked about is it's like there's some, I think there's some just base core things mm-hmm. that you guys are on the same wave about. Yeah. I can't want a big, huge family and you're like, what is a kid? Right. You can't, I think it's hard to say, oh, I don't want any kids and I want one kid. Even that Delta uh-huh. can be pretty extreme because yeah. I'm not going to say the person going to resent the child, but they're just not going to be as happy. Yes. Well, maybe they see the baby and they're like, oh. Yeah. I love you. I didn't know I wanted you, but I love you now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely kids. Um, you talked about religion, absolutely. I think that's big. Um, yeah. Even though I've met people who've had successful marriages, and one was Muslim, one was Christian. So even having different the man, the man was um, the woman was Muslim. The woman was Muslim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because when men are more Muslims, they don't marry non not Muslims, not Muslims. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he, but the Christian guy, he was like, "Girl, do your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing. Go to um, whatever it's called. Girl, synagogue. What's it called? Yes. Yeah. Nope, that's Jewish. That's Jewish. Go to mosque. Lost. Thank you. My man said, "Go to synagogue." Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Like> y'all. <laughs> no, I, 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 think the, I think the other, um, I think the uh, another thing that's important for like an ideal life partner is like an a. Ability to like let go and forgive mm. because you're not perfect and you're like you said play as fuck up and so you have to be able to like 
laugh stuff off, mm-hmm. not take it personally, Personal. like learn how to be um um friends. Mm-hmm. Right? Like know like how to be all the different sides of you as a mm-hmm. person. You have to also have that within your um relationship. relationship. Like that person that person doesn't I don't think that the the ideal life person person has to be your best friend, but they need to be like a really good friend. Right. Like right, you need right. to look at this person like I can talk to them. Yes, even if I wasn't intimate with them, like right. they are a, just a really good person. Mm-hmm. I like hanging out with them. I like spending time with them. Let's yes, let's let's stop right there. Mm-hmm. As far as liking to hang out with people. yes, um, because I do notice that a lot of people into, don't do that. Into the ideal, this is an ideal yeah. life partner, yes. right? I did, but there are a lot of people who have signed up to be life partners, uh-huh. married, and. Truth be told, they don't want to spend a lot of time with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, you might not see them out. You might see them out, but not together. Like, they, they tend to, like, go out a lot with, like, their, their homeboys, mm-hmm. a lot with their girls. Mm-hmm. And it works for them. Well, it looks like it works for them. I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, there goes a point where, like you said, that a lot of people look at me, like, me and Darren, like, you guys really like spending time with each other. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, you don't, you don't. Yeah, like, wh- yeah. why is that so, like, yeah. so surprising? But I think so. it's surprising for that very thing because people don't like spending time. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's really the reason why there's such a shock because they're like, oh, I don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. Mm-mm. We don't do that. We don't. Yeah. We don't spend time like. Uh, really, but, I really see that bitch. But I don't think it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a. Um, but you know, I don't think necessarily there's a silver bullet. Like I don't necessarily think there's like a particular characteristic. I think like I do think that you have to be adaptable. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be fun to be around. You have to be. I, I, I don't necessarily agree. You have to be fun to be around. But I do think that there needs to be some level of. There needs to be some level of enjoyment. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because uh, like Mo, like Mo said something uh, this past weekend. He was like, "Yo, like y'all are just fun people." Right. And I know that there's other people that are like good people, but they're not fun. fun. Yeah. Right. And so they they deserve happiness, but they're not fun. I think just think there needs to be a better way to frame it. There needs to be compatibility mm-hmm. within the however you choose to engage. Right. right? It, so right. like for me, if you don't drink, it would be very difficult for you to um be a life partner for me or like to be a friend. Because mm-hmm. that's we, what we do. We drink. Right? That's what we do. So not to say that it couldn't happen, right. but at some, point, force you to right, <laughs> at some point, you'll be like, damn, another happy hour. And it's right. like, yes. Yeah. But my friends, like, people that never, they're like, shit, hell yeah, like, right. happy hour. So, <laughs> this is where you really jumped at. Yeah, yeah. this nigga happy hour. Like, that's a thing. So, so, I think, yeah, yeah, I'm right there. I don't think it's a playbook, though. I don't think that you no. can just go say, oh, I'm put on this facade yeah. and I'm going to come out and somebody's going to want to marry me. I mean, the, the thing I think to think about the facade that is so important is that it's not sustainable. Mm-mm. Right? It's like, 
I am very much, like, from the very beginning, I'm like, this is the best version of me that you're going to get, is this. Because... I can't do too much. I yeah. can't do too... I, I can't... I, can't I don't have the energy. I'm not thespian. Like, I can't act. Like, I don't have I mean, the energy yeah. to hit you with this and then go somewhere else and hit somebody else with this. And like, like I don't have... Mm-mm, this you get this it. hour interview phase, honestly, and that's it. Like, Right. But yeah. I'm also very upfront, and I will say this. Like, I'm very upfront. Mm-hmm. I, I remember always saying, like, um, in that dating, talking thing, I always say very early on, I'm like, the thing that people love about me is the thing that people hate about me. They love the fact that I'm independent and self-sufficient and a go-getter and driven. Because mm-hmm. those are really good qualities. Until you get in the relationship and you realize that what that possibly looks like, it's like, this nigga is not really available. I'm not available to as some much as you want. To some extent. Yeah. Right, right. To some extent. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, shit. I didn't know this, but I didn't think it was... Yeah, it's like he yeah. said this, yeah. but I didn't know that yeah. it was like like yeah. this. And uh, unless you can like really understand it, and then you're like, like oh okay, I, I I get it, I get it. So w- what we're saying is that as far as marriage material, okay, I also want to talk about this though. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about just availability, like just. I had sent there this um, this picture that was showing the statistics. I'm only going to talk about black people because this is what um, the statistics talked about. We're only talking about black people because we're black people. So and we're uh, not making. Hold on, and we're not going to make no goddamn apologies. No, but uh, hold on one second. It's we're not an apology. Not make no goddamn apologies because it's not an apology. No, it's not an apology. I just want to when I say Shit, this, you, nigga, just listen. It's as far as the statistics. That's why I want to specify. And anybody listening got something to say about your black statistics can kiss our. No, black I just want to specify that my, okay, this is us the. Motherfucking statistic is based off of black marriage. That's all I want to just stress. Because okay. you had like apologize or something. No, I'm just saying I don't want everybody to feel like because a lot of people when when I first had started talking about this conversation, uh-huh. um, I was geared it towards black women. Oh, okay. And the person was like, "Well, okay." So this was the, what had came up. The person was talking about how a lot of women are. I don't want. This is not me woman bashing or anything like this, but this was the, the status or whatever about talking about how women are always playing the victim. Mm-hmm. And they feel as though, oh, they get finessed and shit like this by fuckboys, and they feel as though the person said that it's always the victims who are always complaining about not being chosen, not being married, and the reason why they're not being chosen, not being married, is because they're always playing the victim and nobody wants to be involved in that, and you think that you're better than what you really are. Yes. I don't I don't want to lose this thought around that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make this comment. We don't have to go down the path. That is a very interesting point. I always say in regards to people that feel like they've been finessed by somebody, I always wonder how much you were finessed by them because you wanted to be in love. Right. Right? Because like you wanted to be in a relationship. So how much of it did you know that there were signs, but you decided to ignore them because you liked the idea of a relationship? You liked the idea of love, and not really because you thought that that was a good motherfucking person. I think it's a combination, though. I mm-hmm. think people also think that they can change somebody. 
Okay. And I think that's that's both male and female. Uh-huh. Like we just think that you know what I'm such a good person. This person is going to want to change to make this work. And a lot of times, like we said, if that's who I am, that's who I'm going to be. And if I don't see a problem with who I am, I'm not going to change. Or people need to change because they want to change, not necessarily because the person they, they are with wants them to change. And so what I said is that, yeah, there are absolutely people, because there are some some nice guys that have been fucked over as well. Mm-hmm. And there are some women who have been fucked over as well. And they keep using that as an excuse as to why they, they're single. And I want to really stress as far as black women is because we always talk about this, how black women are one of the most, as far as a group of people, they're the most educated now, the most successful now. And then when you start thinking about statistics, and that's why I want to stress as far as um, black couples, because it's kind of gets skewed if you start throwing in other uh, nationalities because you can easily say, yeah, okay, there's a very limited pool of black men, but who says that you're the married black uh, black man? So that's what I want to say. As far as like, if you're a black woman and you want to marry a black man, uh, that pool of, I would say, candidates that you probably would choose from, if you're on your shit, is very small now. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is, one, we just talk about population. Mm-hmm. And... I was Googling, because I'm like the king of Google, and... There's somebody right there that's like, nah, nigga, I'm the king of Google. It's six... Like, as far as like in the United States, there are six million more women than there are men, just across the board, not black or white, just as far as just gender itself. So you kind of use that same number as far as black women. So black women probably still outnumber black men just right. based off of, you know, that dynamic. And then you start talking about things like um, black men who are not incarcerated. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as that, I can't remember the exact number, but it's a, hard, it's a large number. And then black men are like, there's a lot of people that's in prison right now. It's like six million. Mm-hmm. And um, no, look, that's probably in the whole world. But anyway, there's a lot of people that are um, locked up, and then you think about the number of black men, which is the largest group of people who are incarcerated. That shrinks the pool already. And then you think about okay, now who are who's qualified? Who meets my standards? And I'm I'm not talking about oh like six foot three, you know, light skin, hazel eyes kind of thing, but just like who is able to support themselves? A lot of people can't support themselves. A lot of people aren't supporting themselves, mm-hmm. and so. That, that you remove those people from the pool. Mm-hmm. And so now you have this situation wherein you have all these qualified, all these women who are bringing something to the table, looking for another another man to bring something to a table, bring something to the table. And it's just not enough people. It's just not enough black men that is there for every black woman. Because mm-hmm. then you also have black men who are qualified but don't want to settle. Mm-hmm. Because they got to worry about prenups and shit like this. Or they just like, you know what? Because it has been studies that talking about like now a lot of men aren't getting married because they see what the financial burden is of being married. The repercussions. Because nine times out of ten, what, what is it? Like men make, what, 30 cents to the dollar more than women? Yes. And so that means by default, more chances than a lot, if you find a man who's like as 
qualified as you in the same exact field, chances are he's going to be making more money than you. So that means if y'all got together, y'all get divorced, he has more to lose than you do. So now men are like, we can be together, but I'm not going to marry you because I don't want to be financially tied to you. Right. But if you said, if the goal, if that's your goal of you want to be married and a guy doesn't want to be married, he's no longer in your pool anymore. Or now you're going to get with him hoping that you change his mind and you're back into trying to change the person. Right. But I always think about, I've always wondered, what is it about the marriage that people want? I think one is just how you were raised or how you weren't raised and you just mm. want that. So, I mean, come people on, say like on. it's society and it could be, but come you know, on, like, Oprah. You know I mean, you think about everybody looks at like, a you lot. see how you did the, how you are or how you're not. Yeah, so, I mean, somebody's been watching old Oprah clips. I see. Hey, you know, Oprah was the truth back in the day. And you know what? People really be is mad at Oprah for some reason. I'm not really sure why. It's the Michael Jackson thing. Like she did the thing, and then she was like, "You need to be interviewing Harry Weinstein." There's like literally nothing Oprah could do where I would be like, "I don't." You should, her. yeah. Like no. definitely, like she literally was from the dirt road in Mississippi, and then like came up. Oprah. Like I don't give a fuck yeah. who she interviewed that you didn't care for, right? Nah, she's still that bitch, like Lizzo. <laughs> still. And will forever be. Forever. But no, I, I do think that... Um, she casually fucking donated $13 million to Morehouse. They went and did this unveiling of her. Mm-hmm. This shit was crazy. Like, I'm, I need to fucking be a boss like her. She goes to see this unveiling, um, and... They, they're like, oh, Oprah's coming. So they get in their suits and they're giving her these roses. And she's like, you know what? I donated. Somebody brought up that she had donated $12 million. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, over okay. The yes, course, yes, yes, Like yes. over the course of her giving, like she had right. donated $12 million. Mm-hmm. And she was sitting there. She was like, I'm going to donate $13 million to just to make it an even 25 Just like that. What? The thing that made it really cool mm-hmm. was that Gail told the told the story, and Gail was like, "I also want y'all to say, as her best friend, she donated that money, and I didn't even know that she donated that money. Like she didn't even mm-hmm. talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. I need to I need to be in a position where you can do that. Where I can do that. I need to talk to God and figure out what is what does He need to see from me to get me there. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I yeah, need to but, know, like... But I think that's how it should be, though. I, I, I Like, do things not for the notoriety of that or the publicity or the, the kudos from the world. Like, do that because that's what your... You have the means to do it and that's what your heart's telling you to do. Yeah. Because, like, I think it was like they were talking about, like, Nelly has been, like, sending... I mean, it's nowhere near as 2 million... I mean, given 25 million, yeah. but he's been sending two kids to college... Like for the past like ten years or something like that. Let me and tell you so, the thing about that is, if you wanted those two kids, it's like twenty million dollars. Yeah. yeah, I mean I, I, that's not. I'm not saying it's like a drop in a bucket, but no, I'm just no, saying that the fact that yeah. yeah, the fact is that he's he's been doing it, and he's been doing it for that long, and nobody had any clue, no clue. you know. And I think because that's, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be like you're supposed to be operating from the from that place. Right. That that place, maybe I'm doing it too at too small of a scale. Think it too small. Maybe God isn't like I see you like doing the little things that you do. Take it up a notch. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
After you, God. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way to donating 25 million. Nigga, you brought up Oprah and now you threw me the fuck off. But Oprah actually is full circle moment because it comes back to what makes Oprah and Stan and Gail okay. such good life partners. Why not? <laughs> I wish you could see my face because I didn't know you were going nowhere. Stop it. Let's just stop it. Wait, what happened? They're not life partner. They're best friends. Yes, that's a life partner. It is, but they're just best friends. I yes, I didn't say that they weren't best friends. I said that's a life partner. Life partners is like insinuating like like lovers. Oh, oh. Okay, so what makes Oprah and Gail good life partners? <laughs> you because you're just convinced <laughs> that they're lovers. No, I'm so, not. I'm not. I'm not. Um. No, but I. I don't know. I don't know about her and Stedman, though. I don't know the dynamics of their relationship. I don't, I mean, I follow Oprah, but I don't follow her, like, her personal They've been life. together for, like, 30 years. Yeah, yeah, they've been, been together, together and everything. Yeah. So, obviously, it's something. It's something. I mean, she already, like, Oprah's just like, nah, I'm not getting married. I don't need to get married. But I think that's another good, a good thing. When you have somebody like Oprah, mm-hmm. right, like, I feel like Stedman is... A great example of even with somebody at the level of Oprah, if you are comfortable with who you are, mm-hmm. then you could be with anybody and it still work. Hmm. Right? Because hmm. Stedman is out there doing his thing, earning his money. You what does know, he do? I mean, I'm not trying to be an ass, but what does he do? Living his life. What does he do? Huh? What does he do? You have said what? <laughs> you said he earned, he's earned his own money, so I was just curious about what he does exactly. But he earns his own money, though. We just don't go with that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Did you just say Yeah, that? uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He does something. He does a lot of guest speaking. Yeah. Oh, right. You know. He does, no, but for real, he does something. But what I'm, what I'm, you, I'm using that as an example mm-hmm. to say, like, there's nobody mm-hmm. that you are dealing with that's Oprah. Right. And so I'm saying that to say, if, you're dealing with somebody. You could be as big as you are. Mm-hmm. There is still somebody out there for you that is compatible to be an excellent life partner. Right. But that really starts with them. They have to be mm-hmm. comfortable and confident in who they are. So I think it comes back to the question, like, what makes a good life, par- uh, a good life partner? What are qualities of a good life partner? Mm-hmm. Somebody who is soundly comfortable with who they are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up a great example. And this is funny. Shout out to Brandon. So I was leaving on Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, me and Dara were sitting talking at the um, at the steps, and uh, Brandon had come up, and he was like, "Yo, is um, is your friend? Is your um, <laughs> is your homie? Is your homie? Is uh, your homie is?" And I was like looking at him like. Are you going to say it? I was like, are you going to say boyfriend or are you not going to say boyfriend? And Dre was like, nigga, just say boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's like in that moment, right? Uh Like in that moment, it could have been one or two things. Like it could have been like, I could have went along with like homie and been like, cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. Or like just being very comfortable with who I am being like, nigga, it's okay to say boyfriend. Right, right, right. And then that made Brandon feel like so much better Mm -hmm. than it's like we didn't like get on him being like... Nigga, like, you you timid. Like, nigga, you like, why you get homophobic? Right. Right? And it's like, that is a great example yeah. of how being comfortable with who and what you are really does support everybody around you. Yeah. Being able to say, like, okay, I can, like, it's okay. Right. 
Right, but that was really funny. Yeah, that is funny. That really, that really was a really funny. I'm moment. glad I missed that. And if it wasn't like twelve o'clock at night mm-hmm. when I was walking out at eleven forty, you would have played along. I would have laughed harder, but I was weak. I was weak at that point. This was on Friday. It was on Friday. Oh, that's when I took yeah. everybody's money. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, except mine. Yeah, because you had a different table. Because I. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think that that's I think that that's a key thing to mm-hmm. look for when you, especially early on, like early on when right. like scenarios like flare up or mm-hmm. situations arise, like how do people respond? Like do they do they revert back to them being like genuinely comfortable in themselves? Right. Not to be not that does not mean that the, a situation is not uncomfortable. Right. But like, hmm. are they genuinely like comfortable with? Who, who they, they who are. they are. So would you say that is something that you've seen common in I don't want to say successful marriages because you really don't know what successful is behind closed doors. Yeah. But from what you observed, yes. what you yes. perceive that you know perceived strong right. relationships, I absolutely see people that are a hundred percent individuals that are a hundred percent comfortable with the being that they are right first. And then coming together. Together. Okay. Yeah. I think that absolutely people that are that try to be, and I think that right there is when women speak about feeling like being finessed mm-hmm. is because they didn't get they didn't read into the signs of mm-hmm. somebody who wasn't comfortable being who they are, so they were being this other person. Who they it thought is, that person wanted to be. It is very difficult to maintain the idea. Mm-hmm. It's very I'm gonna say this slow. It is very difficult to maintain the idea that somebody has of you for them, mm-hmm. right? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Right? If I'm steady trying to be the person that I think that you want me to be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck up a lot along the way. Right. And if, then, if I am just who I am, what you're going to see is you're going to see a level of consistency, right. an unmatched level of consistency. But also, I think that it's, it's dishonest more so than any more so than it's just being difficult to maintain. It's dishonest because now you're being somebody who you think I want you to be versus who you really are. But I and think now that, I'm falling for that person who really isn't you. And so then I'm it goes say, back I'm to say this. If you go on catfish, if you go on catfish, a lot of people on catfish fall in love with who people are. Yeah. But not who they, who yeah. they but not who, exactly, they, who exactly. they look like, look like who they thought they looked but, like. People rarely, I don't know people that stay with that person because they feel like, oh, it was a lie. But I feel like actually that is the core of somebody when they're just texting and talking and all of that because they're not being any, there's there's no pressure to be anything more. Right. The pressure comes up when it's like, now I want to see what you look like. like, Yeah. Then there's like this thing where you're like, oh, shit. Like maybe my nose too big, maybe I'm too dark, or maybe I'm fat. Cause maybe all I'm them hoes be fat. Fat, yes, they do. They all be fat. They do. That's just a common characteristic of being catfish. You're just you, you're fat, or you got like bad acne. It's just it is what it is. It's crazy. It is crazy. I, I don't say how people still getting catfish. Not today, in 2020. Not in 2020. Speaking of, um, oh, I'm gonna say that. Okay, mm-hmm. go. Go ahead. No. No, I just wanted to make sure that we weren't done. With, no, I, don't, um, I mean, I, I think we're done because I don't think that if, if, if listeners are expecting us to just run down this list of, oh, this is what marriage material is, I do think that, A, you need to have your shit in order. 
I do. Ooh. Or so have a solid is, plan come of plan. being that way. Uh, or being that, of getting to being solid yes. and having a, a strong foundation. If it's not in order, then you have some clear steps right. that are being taken in that direction. Exactly. And that's across, okay. you know, regardless of the gender, honestly. Yes. Like, I mean, so, there are people who just, like, you know what? They just want to, they want to be married and they don't care about that person. There's people sharing their niggas. So, I mean, it, it, you don't have to be faithful, honestly. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, I know what he's doing. I know what she's doing. But as long as they laying their head, they, um, I know where they laying their head at, I'm okay with that. I don't understand how you can follow that logic, but people have that logic. No, so, I totally get that. Well, thank y'all so much for listening. I hope that this um, provided some insight. And if it didn't, fuck you. Did you have anything to say? (laughs) I don't have anything to follow after that. All right, good. I'm definitely the friend. I'm definitely the friend that's like, yeah, nigga. And then like the other friend's like, fuck, now we got to fight. That reminds me of Dara when I was about to have to fight that person when she said that you stink in the club. Oh, that was was funny. That was funny. I'm going to have to knock this nigga out. I'm going to have to knock this nigga out because he's going to try my wife. Mm -mm -mm. Barbara, in this establishment, and this is that smells a fucking mess. Right, dog. I didn't lie, You didn't lie. Uh, right. Listen, because we can't go to hell over somebody else's must. Right. Mm-mm. <laughs> so, so, what were you about to say, though, nigga? I don't know. What was I about to you say? You was about to say something. You said you want to wait to the end. Oh, this 2020. 2020 is like going to be such a magical year. Such a magical year. Let's unpack that. What's going on in 2020? Great things. Great things? Hey, but you know what? Every year has been great, man. I know. That's what I'm saying. And you just keep doing bigger and bigger and bigger things. You're about to finish your uh, PhD. I know. I Fuck just defended my proposal. Is it PhD? PhD? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck with them. Yeah, I'm super excited. Super excited. It's going to be a really, really, really big, big year. Yeah. Yeah. 2020. Got some trips planned. We do. We do. So. We need to We need to talk offline about... Um, Everything. Uh, about... July. Yeah. Yeah. And spring break. Mm. We got to talk about it. We got a lot of stuff to yeah. talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Abrogado. Thanks for shooting with Chuck and Red. We really appreciate you. Thanks for showing us so much love. You can follow us on all our social media at Shoot the Messengers. That's with two zeros. S H double zeros. The Messengers. Instagram. Podcast. Where else can I follow us at? Instagram, Facebook. It's coming soon. Facebook is coming soon. Twitter. Because we're trash. Twitter. And don't forget to tell a friend and tell a friend to listen in. Was the money good? Was the bitches bad? Was they fucking good? Did your hood show you love?